Navigate Oklahoma, a podcast geared towards helping you navigate to and through everything that is Oklahoma transportation. Welcome to this edition of Navigate Oklahoma. I'm Jessica Brown, the Director of Strategic Communications for Secretary of Transportation, Tim Gatz. Secretary Gatz is here to discuss the state's transportation infrastructure and ODOT's eight-year construction work plan. Talk to me about how you decide on which projects to fund which need it the most. So I think if uh, you look at the eight-year construction work plan and the decision-making process that goes into it, uh, we did our first plan back in 2003. And prior to having our eight-year construction work plan, uh, our decision-making was primarily driven by uh, funding availability. Uh, the first eight-year work plan was entirely funded with federal aid funds, had no state dollars in it. Uh, because we just didn't have the state revenue commitment to be able to shore up our infrastructure investment uh, by utilizing some state dollars. So uh, again, we were focused on trying to spread inadequate funding uh, across a very needy infrastructure. Uh, after 2003, uh, with the commitment of the legislature uh, and the governors, we started to have additional state revenue inputs into the construction work plan and we were able to make a difference. That really started with investing in structurally deficient bridges. Uh, that was a recognized problem that was, uh, you know, something that Oklahoma was really struggling with. Uh, we were ranked 49th in the country. Uh, we had almost 1,200 structurally deficient bridges out of the 6,800 that we have on the highway system. And that's just not a condition that you want to be in. Uh, structurally deficient bridges are uh, at, at best in need of investment. Uh, many of the structurally deficient bridges were in need of full replacement. So we really got about the business of focusing our investment strategy and our attention on attacking that structurally deficient bridge problem. So as our revenues increased, uh, we put more and more effort into uh, managing that structurally deficient bridge inventory. Uh, we were able to make tremendous progress. And, you know, something else that comes into play with the structurally deficient bridge, when you talk about managing the state's infrastructure, uh, we had almost 140 of those structurally deficient bridges that were load posted, which means they could not carry a legally loaded semi-truck. If you think about the impact that that has on Oklahoma's economy, you know, we're an agricultural-based economy, we're an energy-based economy, and we move a lot of manufactured goods and raw materials through Oklahoma. And the impact that a structurally deficient bridge has, I mean, we had grain elevators in Enid that were trying to move grain to the Port of Catoosa, uh, and they were having to go into Kansas to get there because there were so many load posted bridges on the highway system between Enid and Catoosa. So we really got after that problem. Uh, today we're not going to have many, uh, we're going to have single digit load posted bridges. Uh, we've made huge progress there. Uh, if you look at structurally deficient bridges, we've come from 
49th in the country in 2004, now to a ranking of number seven uh, in best bridges. So that's something that all Oklahomans should be very proud of, and that's been a big part of our eight-year construction work plan investment strategy. Uh, we have to balance that with safety improvements and with pavement condition improvements. Uh, our pavements are not at a position where we really like. Uh, we're about 28th in the country in pavement condition. Uh, we've got work to do there. We've got investments uh, that we really uh, are, are focusing a lot of effort on now uh, with our surfaces. And when you look at safety, we say safety is our number one priority. And, you know, we're making investments in safety improvements. When you talk about how do we make decisions, uh, it's where we have those recognized deficiencies. You know, we're out there and, and we are a data-driven organization. Uh, we've got uh, lots of engineers that work for the Department of Transportation. They love data. Uh, they really uh, analyze very carefully the conditional information that we have available to us and that we collect. Uh, we collect the surface condition of the highway system, uh, the entire 12,300 miles of our highways, 30, almost 33,000 lane miles every year. So we've got a good idea of what condition our infrastructure is in. We inspect our bridges at least once every two years, and that's a thorough inspection. Uh, and again, we're paying attention to accident hotspots and accident histories, and that helps guide our decision making. Uh, so traffic volumes, conditional information, uh, truck traffic and where truck traffic's materializing, uh, accident histories, we take all of that into consideration. That's led by our eight field district engineers. They're really our boots on the ground, they and the folks that work for them. They have the best complete understanding of the condition of their infrastructure and the needs that are out there uh, because they interact not only with the infrastructure, uh, but with the communities they serve every day. And they get a lot of feedback from the legislature. Uh, that's one of the most important sources of information that we have. A lot of times the local legislator may be hearing something from their constituency about an issue out on the highway system that we may not even know anything about. So they synthesize all of that input that they receive and they create an investment strategy that materializes in our eight-year construction work plan. We rebalance that work plan annually, so we revisit it, we revalidate all of the projects that are in it, and we add another year. It's a rolling eight-year plan. Uh, so again, that's just a little overview of how our investment strategy is created. Uh, we've had a huge focus on structurally deficient bridges uh, for the last 15 years or more, and we're not by any means done. As we sit here today, we've got almost 1,200 bridges out on the highway system that are in excess of 80 years old. You know, so we've still got work to do, or we will find ourselves right back at 49th. We can't rest on bridge investment. Uh, but again, we've got to make sure we're taking care of our pavements, keeping them in good operating condition, and uh, that all factors into our investment strategies. Back on the eight-year construction work plan, there are projects that are put in that plan that sometimes it just continues to roll over because things come up during that, sure. during that year. 
how do you decide which ones are the most important to keep in that eight-year work plan? Well, when we move a project in the eight-year construction work plan, it can be affected by budget conditions because, again, the eight-year work plan is predicated and balanced based on our anticipated funding levels. So if we have some budget challenges like we've had sometimes in recent years uh, and state revenues are down or federal revenues are down or flat, uh, we have to go back and readjust those funding projections. That causes us to have to reprioritize the projects that are in the eight-year construction work plan. And again, that's data-driven. We really take a hard look at where we're having issues. And I'll give you some examples. If we've got a project that is uh, adding new miles, if we're doing a new alignment, a reliever route or some project like that, we're adding miles to the system. So we're, we are creating a new uh, highway, if you would, that we're gonna have to maintain for the future. So we're adding mileage. So in tough budget conditions, in considering whether to add new mileage or make investments in the system that we have today, often investing in the system we have today is going to rise to a higher priority than adding new miles to the highway system. Uh, and I'll give you, a, you know, an equivalency. If, you're, if you've got a house and your roof is leaking, you probably want to take care of patching your roof or fixing your roof before you add a room onto your house. So again, we're very conscious of the system and the needs it has today uh, when considering whether or not to add new miles to the system. Uh, so that's a, something we pay very particular attention to. Uh, that hasn't always been the case. Prior to the eight-year construction work plan, we would often add new miles to the highway system, uh, even though we knew it had conditional issues. Uh, so that's always in the front of our mind, and that helps with our prioritization. Uh, also, where we've got accident hotspots. And the thing I'll, I'll really uh, reiterate is there are things that happen out on the highway system that may cause a, a new accident hotspot, one that may not have been there the last uh, time we went through our analysis. Uh, a new industry moves in, changes the traffic patterns. And uh, so we've got to be somewhat reactive whenever we look at accident histories, uh, and we try to do that to the extent that we can. Uh, but that's another area that, that really drives a lot of our decision making. Uh, and then when you're managing pavements, the most important thing that we can do is try to get the right treatment on the right location at the right time. Uh, and that's that whole life cycle of infrastructure. And uh, the guys work really hard at it. Our engineers are really good at understanding where that deterioration curve is. Uh, sometimes we don't have the resources to get there at the right time, but we do our best and uh, that really drives a lot of our pavement investment strategy. So uh, a lot of good things like that go into that decision making and uh, that drives how we prioritize our projects based all the way back again on funding availability and what's happening budget year to budget year. The most recent, the most current eight-year construction work plan is valued about $7.4 billion. And of course, that's over the eight years. Mm -hmm. And it's based not only on state appropriated, but also federal dollars. Absolutely. And the, the Rhodes Fund, 
the state funding that comes into play in the eight-year construction work plan has been a real blessing for Oklahoma's infrastructure. Uh, those revenues, uh, again, started back in about 2006. Uh, they've grown over time, and that's become a primary input on the state side, and that's been the real difference maker in Oklahoma's infrastructure. Uh, so that, but that's just one source. Uh, you know, roads fund is made up of motor fuel tax, some income tax, and a little bit of motor vehicle uh, collections, excise tax, license, and fees. So those inputs come in on the state side. At the federal level, uh, the federal government, through the highway trust fund, motor fuel tax collections, and uh, some other general revenue inputs, uh, brings federal revenue to us through a authorizing piece of legislation, the Federal Highway uh, Bill, and that's the other source of inputs. Uh, there are funding pots that materialize through that federal aid program uh, that help factor into the improvements that are encompassed within the eight-year plan also. If you look at that $7.4 billion value over that eight-year window that the construction work plan has, it's going to be comprised of about 50% state funds and about 50% federal funds versus 2003 when we did the first eight-year plan that was 100% federally funded. Uh, so again, we've made significant progress, uh, but those are the two sources of revenue that goes into the funding projection that's encompassed. Thank you, Secretary Gatz, for being here and discussing, explaining in the 30,000-foot view of our infrastructure and our eight-year construction work plan. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to this edition of Navigate Oklahoma. Until next time, drive safely and buckle up. Thank you for listening to Navigate Oklahoma. Next week, the Oklahoma Transportation Cabinet will offer another podcast highlighting transportation points of interest. Until then, please drive carefully and always buckle up.